Welcome. I'm Jessica Tejan, and this is the Evolving to Exceptional podcast, where we talk about reaching peak performance in our workplaces, homes, and communities so that we can live our best life possible, an exceptional life. So welcome to another week of the Evolving to Exceptional podcast. It's been a little while since we have dropped an episode and that has been in large part due to my somewhat precarious health challenges as of late. Um, In one of my fairly recent episodes, I talked about burnout in the workplace and my own experience with burnout while I'm still experiencing the long-term effects of that burnout. And so for the past couple months, um, you know, I've got small children that are got twin three-year-olds and a six-year-old boy that are bringing home all of those fall um, illnesses that love to, to get us parents sick. And so I have had um, some sort of cold or um, illness uh, every other week or every week for the, the past couple months. So been battling all of that and losing my voice, but we're finally back and we're on the mend. And I have a very special guest that I'm going to introduce in a minute, Dana Parker, who is uh, just joined uh, Evolving to Exceptional as another as another partner in our business. And um, we're really excited about the skill set that she brings to to our business and to what we're trying to accomplish here at Evolving to Exceptional. Dana, you want to take a minute to just introduce yourself and give a little bit of your background? Yes, I am so excited to be a part of this team and to add my energy and uh, my expertise to the Evolving to Exceptional uh, mission and purpose. So I'm really excited that uh, I have this incredible opportunity to be a part. I've been coaching in the personal development industry for almost 13 years now, and I've had the opportunity to coach people all over the world. I have uh, now, as I've looked at it and added it up, I've invested over $100,000 in my own personal uh, growth development certifications, and I am a lifelong learner. I will always continue to be growing, seeing what's next. Just going to have a lot of that in common where we just love, we love expanding ourselves. We love growing the latest tools, the latest, uh, you know, science behind uh, helping people reach that peak performance. So my, uh, a lot of my background has to do with goal setting, mindset, um, I'm certified in hypnosis with an emphasis in NLP, and um, I'm also certified as an MBIT coach, the multiple brain integration techniques. Uh, and so I'm really excited to bring that expertise to the table to help create incredible content for all of our listeners, for all of our the people that are joining us on this journey of evolving. And so that's a little bit about me. And we're super excited to have Dana as part of the team. Uh, you'll notice that Meldina is not with us this morning. Um, we're going to just be alternating who is on these various episodes and who we bring on to these various episodes. So mentioning that, I want to send out an invitation to the HR uh, professionals, um, you know, talent management, human resource uh, leaders, or, or even just professionals in the industry. We would love to extend an 
invite to have you come onto the show and just talk about what you're experiencing in your workplace, what you're facing in your workplace, what you're seeing with your employees and experiences that you're having with your employees, maybe some of the challenges you're experiencing and talk with us about some of those, those challenges, some of those issues. So if you're listening and you are interested in coming onto a podcast, you can reach out to us directly at contact at evolving to exceptional.com. And we would be happy to have you on our show and, and have a discussion. So today's episode, we want to talk a little bit about um, our new peak, well, our coming out soon, any day now, peak performance certification program that's going to be in the Evolving to Exceptional app that's launching this month. And our peak performance certification program is unique in that it addresses both the workplace and our roles in the workplace and our performance in the workplace, as well as what we do at home, as well as the roles we perform at home. And, and I talk about this in, in my book and I talk, I've talked about this in other episodes about uh, why I think it's so important to be addressing both because we only get one life. And although we spend some of it at work and some of it at home and hopefully some of it doing things that we really love and enjoy, we only get that one life. And so addressing both areas really is critical to our experiencing or our achieving peak performance throughout our life. If one is out of balance, if one is struggling, then, then the other is as well. And so we wanted to spend some time today just kind of talking about why our our certification, why it's so important to, to address both of those, and maybe a little bit about how it addresses both of those. So clearly, I come from the workplace background. I've spent, you know, more than a decade in corporate and, um, and I have a family, I have small children and a spouse and everything, but that hasn't been my focus. I haven't been coaching families, um, or, or individuals and Dana has. So Dana, given your experience, talk to me just a little bit about how you see the value of doing both of these things in one, um, at, at once or, or addressing both of these and why it's important. Yeah, I think this is really important and valuable. And because we're addressing a person as a whole, you know, home life affects work life, work life affects home life. That's a given and it's part of our reality. And so if we can improve in this area of work and peak performance in our workplace, and then easily connect the dots between work and home, because there's so many correlations. This is the brilliance of what Jessica has really brought together. And what we're bringing to the table for individuals is that simplistic connection between the two, that the areas that we're speaking to, the tools that we're giving people in the area of the workplace also apply to the home. And we can, when we can connect those dots, it's so powerful because you're learning new things, but you're applying it in both areas. So you're able to improve both areas at the same time. And that's, that's so powerful. We're helping, we're helping individuals as a whole. So, so when, when I brought this to you, when I brought this idea that I've been working on for the last year, um, you know, what was it that made me stuck out the most to you as being an area that just really, um, I mean, arguably all of the different parts fit yeah. together, but, <laughs> but is there one in particular that jumps out as if you address this singular issue, how it impacts both the workplace and the home life? Yeah, I think foundationally, the thing that I love the most 
is the self-awareness and accountability piece. The self-awareness and accountability piece, I think, are foundational in every area of our life to improve ourselves, to grow. And when you when you really tap in and understand those tools of what it looks like to be self-aware of your actions and what's going on and, and waking up and living life more intentionally, being more intentional in your workplace, being more intentional at home, your relationships go up, your your understanding of yourself goes up, your self-compassion goes up, and your overall life, happiness, joy, everything really goes up. And so I think that that is probably one of my most favorite uh, foundational tools that I feel like directly benefits everyone involved. So what I love about that, so two memories came, popped into my head as you talked about that. One is when my husband first took the the Gallup Clifton Strengths Finder and discovered what his strengths were and how that nearly saved our marriage mm-hmm. um, because I didn't under it was early in our marriage we'd only been married uh, a little over a year and um, discovering what were his natural talents helped me understand why he was doing things the way he was doing yeah. things that were causing a lot of conflict yeah. between us. So that, that was one that, um, mm-hmm. I mean, understanding your, your spouse's like strengths, their values, their interests, their motivations, like knowing them yeah. is so sure. critical to having a good and really functional relationship right mm-hmm. now. Now we're, we're eight years. We've been, we just had our, our, our eight year anniversary a week ago. So we've been married for eight Yay. years now together for 10. And so it like really now it really sinks in of how critical those like early experiences really were. The second thing that came to mind when you were talking about that is around the the mindset of accountability. And I, I always refer, some people cringe, I think, at the term accountability because it's not always been used well. Yeah. Um, so I really like to think about that in terms of like mindset and ownership and mm-hmm. this is my life and this is my circumstance. And I yeah. went through a significant health issue mm-hmm. Um oh gosh, how many years, like five years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I was hospitalized um, and um, ended up, um, I was hospitalized with anaphylaxis, had a miscarriage just days before Christmas, actually miscarried the day before Christmas that year. Mm-hmm. And I remember lying in bed. I couldn't do much. I couldn't prepare for Christmas. Um, my husband was having to wrap all the gifts, you know, and, and on Christmas day, all he could really do is sit and be present with my son. Mm-hmm. And I remember using all of those mind set principles. I remember using them to say, okay, yes, I'm not at 100%, but I'm still here. I can still snap pictures. I can still smile at him and hug him and, you know, watch a Christmas movie with him. Mm -hmm. And so I really applied those. That was one of the first times I really took what I'd been using in the workplace and really felt its impact at home when I was so negatively impacted, when I was so limited, when my circumstances were absolutely the most challenging they'd ever been. And that was a time where I was like, okay, how am I going to be happy in spite of my circumstances? How am I going to make the best of this situation? Because I can't change it and I can't make it go away. It just, it just is. Oh, such a beautiful example of what exactly what I was saying of our life, our our happiness, our joy goes up with these incredible tools. So I love that. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really love that. Loved hearing that. So, you know, as we've worked through creating, you know, starting to get into creating this uh, peak performance certification and, and looking at these different areas, every single one really 
applies in both spaces. So maybe let's take just a little time. We can kind of talk about about each one. Um, you know, we talked about self-awareness and just knowing yourself. That's really key. Um, and then we, and then in our, in our peak performance certification, we talk about the four keys to peak performance. And this is, these are my keys. You know, you could give it a different name, but it's, it's all the same thing. Four keys, expectations, feedback, development, and accountability. So maybe let's just start with, with expectations, um, and expectations in the workplace. I'll speak for a minute to that, and maybe then you can speak to it in the, in the home, Dana. In the workplace, um, you know, I think a lot of times uh, uh, managers or leaders like to use job descriptions in exchange of for expectations. Mm-hmm. Just to be really clear, job descriptions are not clear expectations. <laughs> Most job descriptions are written to either advertise for the job or to include every single possible thing a person might do in a job uh, <laughs> and does not provide clear direction on what they are actually supposed to do once they're in a job. Um, I actually had a negative affinity. Like I hate to job descriptions, so I did not like writing them. Um, so what when we talk about expectations, what we really mean is what it is we want people to be doing. The way that I've always defined that is around outcomes, responsibilities, and goals. So outcomes being like, what's the, the longer term purpose of you performing that role? What are you trying to achieve? Not just in the next like few weeks or months, but in the next couple of years responsibilities are the things you have to do every day in that job. They're just the tactical responsibilities you have. And then the goals are the things that you're working towards, the things that you're trying to drive in order to improve performance of the team, results of the business, results in the workplace, whatever it is. Those goals are are the things that you're setting on a monthly, weekly, quarterly type of basis to, to progress things forward or move things forward. Mm-hmm. And most of the time I say, whenever there's a workplace conflict, it's one of two things. It's either unclear expectations or a lack of accountability. It's almost mm-hmm. always in one of those two buckets. Mm-hmm. And, um, and expectations of the two is actually the easiest to solve if you can learn how to do it and do it well. So that's those are my thoughts on on the importance of expectations in the workplace. How do you see that playing out in the family setting? Yeah, so breaking it down into those three areas, goals, what were the other two that you said? Outcomes and responsibilities. Yeah, outcomes and responsibilities. So interestingly enough, the there's there's a it's like in the workplace, there's this, you know, you're going to get this, you know, this is defined, you know, this is what you're getting paid to do. And the home, I think what's important in this area is to make this a, a co-conversation with your loved ones, with your partner or your children, you know, outcomes, responsibilities, and goals, sitting down with them and saying, you know, what is it that you want? What is it that, that you're interested in? And then here's some things that I'm thinking would be really helpful to contribute to the family as a whole. You know, oftentimes as parents, we we have this old paradigm that says that we have to dictate what we think is best for our children all the time and setting their goals for them. But I think uh, it's really important in these moments to really sit down and, and ask them and be interested in them and co-create this uh, outcomes, responsibilities, and goals with them. And, and first do it for you. That's what I would say. First do it for you. Define those things for yourself. Um, I find that's one of the hardest things in parenthood is we're trying to parent like everyone else and comparing ourselves to everyone else. When really, if you get down to what is, 
parenting for Dana look like and all of my strengths and weaknesses. And this is why that self-awareness is so powerful. But do it for you. And then when you're ready, sit down and have those conversations with your family. And this is what I do know about the human behavior and humans in general. We are happiest when we're growing and expanding. We are the most happy. When we get in the monotony of everything's the same and we feel kind of stuck and we feel like this, this, like life is just happening and we're just, we're, we don't, we're kind of aimless and we're just flowing with things all the time. And we don't have these outcomes, responsibilities, and goals really set for ourselves. We're actually not our happiest and we can get in this like rhythm. That's just not even enjoyable for ourselves. So I do know in human behavior, we want to grow and expand. We want that. And, um, at home, you know, I find a lot of people don't really think about that, that connection between the two and the importance and how that will bring life back into the home space and for yourself at home personally. You know what I've noticed there too is it seems like there's a lot of assumptions that are made uh, in the home. There's assumptions made about, you know, who should have res- which responsibilities, or they're just those assumptions actually take the place of having an actual conversation about it and being really clear. You know, in my family, there's a task I absolutely hate. I hate taking out the trash. Like uh, when I was not married, I would like try to find friends who would come over and do that for me in exchange for a cooked meal or something. I hated it. I still hate it. I do too. So so even though it's an assumption kind of, I think that that the, the husband or the man would take out the trash, like understanding that like I like, I don't want to want to do that. Right. Um, but then but then taking kids to like doctor's appointments. So my husband's actually the one who does that. And people will a lot of times assume that that would be me, that I would be the one one doing it. And so I think I think there's something interesting there about like having the discussion and and also then relating things back to what different people do well. So yeah. you can take the responsibilities that align with your natural strengths or talents. I mean, mm-hmm. there's going to be some like there's nobody who's like extra talented at taking out the trash, right? Right. right. Like it's it's just something that has to be right. done. But um, understanding that I think goes a long way. What do you think? Yeah, I absolutely, I love that. I think you make such a great point in having those conversations. I remember one of the first uh, Christmases having, uh, that I was married to my my husband, having this conversation of like, well, this is how Christmas goes. And he's like, no, this is how Christmas goes. And we're like, well, okay, this, right. this actually is a very, very, uh, eye-opening to understand. And we bring two different types of how we grew up and living to the table. So we put all of that aside and it's like, okay, there's no right or wrong way. How do we want to do this? How do we want to create this? And I think it goes the same with responsibilities in the home. You know, we both hated dishes. And so we we do months like, okay, this is your month for dishes. Next month, my month for dishes. And we'd switch off because we both hated it, you know? And so having those conversations actually really did help our home flow better and no one felt resentful or, or upset because we had those clear understandings of like, Hey, I hate this. You hate this. Okay. Let's, how can we, what's a win-win, you know? And so I think it's, that's a really good point in having those conversations and not going off assumptions. You can clear up a lot of fights that way. I love that you brought up 
holidays, right? Because there's nothing like the holidays to bring out disagreements around different expectations, right? Of different, different family backgrounds, you know, different, different experiences that come into play there. You know, the other side I think of expectations is also the, the impact of, of you, what you do every day with each of us as individuals do every day on the overall like family structure Mm -hmm. and really thinking about the family as not a, uh, not just a default. Like I was just born into this family. Mm -hmm. So by default, I exist here. Um, or, or I married this person. I've created this family. It's just, it's just the, you know, it's, but really choosing into what do Mm -hmm. we, what impact do we want to be having? What, what are, what is part of this family culture Mm -hmm. and how do we exist as a family together and making those choices, not just based on our experience, although certainly that informs those decisions, but on what feels right and feels good for the uniqueness that is our family, which is different. No matter what you do because it's different people coming together and different challenges Mm -hmm. it's unique to every other family so you Mm -hmm. almost can't prescribe this is the right set of expectations or the right way to do it for any one family any more than you can any one workplace I totally agree with that. It's so good. And all along the way, it changes. Just because it's this way in in 2018 doesn't mean it's going to be that way in 2020, you know? Especially when you bring in new members to your family, that's a new energy, a new new thing, a new opportunity, you know? And so considering all along the way, it's like, that's probably like, you know, a check-in, a regular check-in, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's yearly, maybe it's quarterly, whatever that looks like, but those regular check-ins too, because it is always evolving and changing and growing. That's what I love most about the peak performance though, is like, these are foundational things that will help you throughout your whole life. These check-ins, the self-awareness, these, these uh, four keys. So I love that you said that because it's a perfect segue into giving feedback. Mm-hmm. And that's our second key is around feedback. But really like feedback starts with ourselves. Um, and, and we like, we like to think about it as evolving you, as evolving yourself, as evolving the person, that person. And so it starts by getting good at receiving, um, feedback or giving and receiving feedback mm-hmm. to yourself of, of just what, what you're experiencing, what's going on with you, what those challenges are. And then learning how to do that in a consistent way with other, other individuals. And I used to train, I always trained around the need for positive um, recognition, the the need for positive reinforcement and that the ratio was, was six to one, six positives to every one Mm -hmm. negative, you know, makes the best, best teams, the best outcomes and, and the best marriages. And so, um, you know, we would always joke about that and talk about that, but it's so important maybe even more important at home. Yeah, I would say, I would say the level, because of our, how intimate and vulnerable our relationships are, there are closest, most uh, intimate relationships is the home relationships. And, um, and I, I would say this, this six to one ratio is actually, if you take anything from this podcast, take this, this will transform your relationships to to have an honest observation of your feedback to your children, your partner, your family members of how am I showing up? And this is that self-awareness. How am I showing up in the feedback that I'm giving? Which I think there's elements to constructive feedback that a lot of people don't understand in the home either. And again, 
be kind to yourself in the process because we're we're all you know running the patterns of our parents who ran the patterns of their parents and so on and so forth in the home and it takes time to adjust and learn these things but but i do think those are our most precious and intimate relationships and it deserves a lot of time here and especially in that positive to negative feedback one of the other things at least i've noticed and and certainly one of the challenges i think in general is is around giving ourselves that feedback around our emotional experience and often when we leave our homes when we're in our workplaces or even my kids at school those aren't always safe places to express that emotion and although you know in my in my evolving workplaces work i really think it's important that we figure out how mm-hmm. to make it safe to do so and mm-hmm. to create cultures that encourage that level of vulnerability but today that's not the case and so what we often will experience and and i know i get this with my 6 year old son is he will come home and emotionally collapse he'll come home and all of the anger or frustration or feelings he was feeling at school that he held in in order to function and and do the things he needed to do then kind of explode when he when he comes home and I'd like to say that only happens with kids but I'm pretty sure we all do it yes um, where we hold it in and then it kind of explodes at home and so our home it's actually even more important in some ways that we know how to hold the space for those types of conversations I absolutely agree. I, I actually just this last week, I I have a client I'm coaching right now that it's the most stressful time. Like she she's in uh, the insurance industry and it's open enrollment and it is like high, high stress for her right now. And so one of the strategies that that I invited her into is on her way home, having that be a time to emotionally unload, like talk it out, get it out like whatever you got to do, take deep breaths and talk out any of your frustrations from the day so you can get out that irritation or that excess stress. So when you get home, you can be present and, and allowing herself to kind of shelf it. Our minds are so powerful. They actually see in pictures and they don't know the difference between what's real and what's not. So visualizing that shelf in your mind that you put work on so you can be present at home and that practice for her is something that she's she she's putting into practice this week, actually, to really allow herself to be present at home, to get the stresses out in a healthy way, which is so good to, it's like a pressure cooker almost, like you just got to undo that knob, let some of that pressure out. So then you have that, that space and capability to be present at home. And that kind of strategy, it's, it's so, so powerful you get back in the driver's seat of your emotions and of your experience and what's going on. And, and I think that's such valuable information, Jessica. I love that that's part of this, this program. Well, and I think you bring up the whole both directions, right? Can I leave my work at work? Can I leave my home at home? And I like your strategy for how to, to maybe temporarily, you know, push it aside And I'm not sure that those two lines are really as delineated as we would like them to be or or as we've liked to think that they could be in the past, Um, especially for those that are working at home in their in their home space and and they're they're in and out of home life and work Mm -hmm. life. And um, and so I think there's there's just an overall need for how to 
process that emotion, how to to open that cap as you described it or, or release that mm-hmm. and move through it so that you can get beyond it mm-hmm. rather than, you know, trying to ignore it or trying to, you know, pretend it isn't there. So I think that is is a key part. And then in both spaces, being aware that they're impacting each other. So, right. um, you know, how what are we doing in both those spaces to ma- manage and then also reduce the the future impact? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, you know, I think we could, so the other two keys are, are strengths-based development and, and accountability. We talked a little bit about accountability earlier. You know, when we think about development and growth, that's clear in the workplace, right? People are trying to get into leadership positions, get, you know, those compensation increases, things of that sort. Um, what's the motivation for growth and development in the home? You know, how does that, how does that play out, you think? Yeah, I think it's different for every person. And I can really just speak to myself that, you know, thinking about the end of my life, this is something that I I put into practice, put myself to the end of my life. How do I want to feel about my life? What areas would be the most important? And, you know, my family life and who I show up as and how I show up as a mom was felt really important at the end of my life as I, as I kind of imagine myself and put myself there. And so knowing that, um, I think for me, understanding where I was, where I want to be, and then obstacles and, and things that I see maybe are weaknesses of mine that I can improve on really helped me kind of set goals, um, and development in my home. And actually for me, it's been such a huge driver, like my, to be a living example to my children, uh, of how I want them to lead a life that, that follows their dreams and chases after the things that they really want in life, that they can become who they want to become. They don't have to let old ideas define them forever. You know, those kinds of things are, I would say one of the top three drivers in my entire life is being that example to them. And so finding your why, finding what, why would you want to develop more at home? Why would you want to learn and grow in those areas? And what does that even look like for you? Um, A lot of people don't take that time to think about that. They're kind of floating through life, playing off of old programs that, that their childhood brought into the family life. And so taking time to think about those things. I think that's really, really important and finding your why, because it's what drives your, um, your desire to pursue more development in the home space. You know, when I think about it, there's development, um, that just happens because you, you're living your life and then there's development with intention Mm -hmm. and you're going to develop one way or another. Uh, and you can maybe develop a more informed or positive result if you're doing it with intention rather than by default or by accident. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that really motivates me a lot is there are new challenges given cultural change, the climate of our, our society, of our of how we're existing, of how things are occurring 
that require skill sets that maybe weren't were definitely weren't required before. So, you know, parents today having to manage through social media that when when you and I were growing up was non-existent. That wasn't a, a challenge that they even had to think about, let alone navigate. And so as technology continues to increase, as as new challenges are faced, a pandemic, uh, the some of the mental health crisis that are facing mm-hmm. children today, those are new challenges that require growth and development and knowledge that didn't exist are, are, are challenges that didn't exist necessarily in the past mm-hmm. or to the same extent. Mm-hmm. And so, and to think that, that we're done facing those, you know, they're just going to keep coming. There's going to be new realities and new challenges that continue to arise. So we don't really get a choice except for in whether we do it intentionally or whether we allow it to just happen to us by default. Um, and so I think that's the big shift. I love that. I think that's totally true. And I'm, I'm more of a by choice, like, and I think that's why you and I love growth, love development. And I think when you jump into it, and when you really start um, stepping into your own personal development, it, it lights something up. It's like, it's a lifelong journey. It's not just like a one and done and I'm good because life continues to happen. Life continues to evolve and grow and challenge us. It's part of this life. It's change is inevitable and you have to learn new skill sets all along the way uh, along with what life brings. And so to find adventure, joy, like enjoyment in the process is probably one of the best things you could do is like, this is part of life is growing and expanding and developing. And I choose in, I choose in by choice and intentionally, what do I want? That makes it way more fun than just like, I think when you drift in whatever happens, happens, there's more fear. There's Mm -hmm. less, less feeling like you're intentionally living versus things are going to happen to me and I have to adjust and grow in this protective like resistance almost to life. Whereas when you're intentional, it's, it's, you feel way more empowered. I love that about intentional learning and growth. Both are valuable and I like one over the other personally. I think the other thing with it is too, that if we can, it's not that everybody has to grow in the same way or even develop the same outcome result or skill set. because what works for one family, one set of children may not work for someone else. And, um, I think one of the things that kind of repels me away from certain, I mean, I read a lot. So certain, certain thought leaders or certain approaches is really dictated approaches, approaches that are, you must do these things if you are going to achieve this result. Mm -hmm. And because I think every person knows what's best for them and their family. And so at best, you can collect data points and suggestions or understand what other people are doing. And then you have to be the creator, the the person that's developing the skill set and saying, this is what I need to be doing. This is what my family needs to be doing. And this is how we're going to see the results that we want to see as we as we move through life. I agree. And I think to develop that, you foundationally have to learn how to trust yourself and know yourself and understand your own emerging wisdom. And that's that's what I love 
that's what Jessica and I are so passionate about is helping people tune into themselves, to know themselves, to know how what's coming out from your heart that you want to create, that you want to be in this life. And um, and it's so it's so incredibly powerful to um, be in that place where that emerging wisdom's coming out and you're tuned into that and you know how to navigate from that. So that's one of my my favorite parts about the peak performance is, is that ability to tune into that. And that's something that Jessica and I really, um, in, a, in a big way, bring to the table to help individuals on their journey. It's that, that inner emerging wisdom because I, I can I can say too, being 13 years into my own journey of healing and growth and development, it my it was very different than Jessica's. It was very different. It was it's as unique as my fingerprints, my my healing journey. And I'm so grateful that I listened to what I felt was right for me because it took me down the perfect path for my healing development and growth. And understanding all the possibilities was was just a an incredible opportunity and helped me so much. So I want to uh, kind of wrap up this episode and take a, a minute to just speak to, I think, all of these elements that impact both the workplace and our family and why we're building that kind of program that has both of those pieces. And so, you know, whether you, you, you know, are engaged in some type of program in your workplace or you are working on different parenting programs, one of the benefits that we put together is by having it within one, you can learn both those skill sets kind of at the same time. You can, you can address both of those and, and get the results from those. So we are going to be releasing in the next, um, I'm going to say 30 days a brand new Evolving to Exceptional app. And that is going to include a number of different uh, group coaching calls that are, 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 that go along with that app. So you get access to the overall certification program, as well as some group coaching calls as you're beginning that performance journey and as you're going on that performance journey. And so we've created a couple different lines of those for different groups or different segments of that. And we will be releasing that very, very soon. Um, so keep an eye out, keep a lookout that that peak performance certification is coming in the very near future. And I want to, again, just extend an invite to anybody who is interested in coming on, talking about their current experience in the workplace and, and sharing um, their challenges, their, their experiences. And, um, and as always, as I end every single episode, just remember to always keep evolving. Have a wonderful day.